This is the Troll Patrol. Live with Justin Freakin. Welcome to the Troll Patrol. Live. It really seems like all my shit is having a hard time right now. I don't know what's going on. My music is acting all funky. My graphics are fucking up. If you didn't notice, I changed the graphics. It's now everything is video, so maybe OBS is having a hard time playing it. Everything seems okay now. It was stuttering there. What's up, Tones? Welcome to the Troll Patrol. Live. It's a freaking Thursday. I was going to have to hop off there and restart, but looks like we're good to go. What a show we have for you. Trump says he will testify about January the 6th. You know you want to hear it. I want to hear it. Holy fuck, can he go a minute without incriminating himself? He did it in a speech over the weekend. He incriminated himself. A city councilman helped deface a Confederate monument. I believe a jigsaw was involved, <laughs> or a handsaw. Hopefully, we've got some video of that. I know we've got video of the uh, of the person in question giving an interview. Crackhead Spider-Man was on the loose in L.A. last night. I actually saw the live video of the cops chasing him around. I almost came back on just because I love shit like that. We're going to talk about Crackhead Spider-Man. Apparently, he lit a church on fire. I believe it was of the Catholic variety. And then (laughs) led police on a chase as he jumped from roof to roof. (laughs) Oh, oh, oh. I've got a gay OnlyFans star. He was was doing, I guess he was doing a Q&A or an Ask Me Anything or something. He was asked about what his mom thought about him doing OnlyFans. The answer is hilarious. <laughs> so I can't wait to play that. Uh, plus, by the end of the show, uh, we will see the remake of Birds, only this time done with bugs. <laughs> Not much of a palate cleanser, is it? I might have something up my sleeve. But first, we start off tonight... President Joe Biden talking about pulling out. That's exactly what you want to hear an old man talk about. Of course, I mean pulling out of Afghanistan. That is not true. Is it, can you please clarify what they have told Dark you? raving! That will happen or not. That is not true. They, so, did, not, they didn't, did not reach that conclusion. So what is the level of confidence that they have that it will not collapse? The Afghan government and leadership has to come together. Do you know what my level of confidence is that Afghan Afghanistan will not collapse? Zero. <laughs> that doesn't mean we should stay there, that's for sure. Together. They clearly have the capacity to sustain the government in place. The question is... Will they generate the kind of cohesion to do it? It's not a question of whether they have the capacity. They have the capacity. They have the forces. They have the equipment. The question is, will they do it? And I want to make clear, 
what I made clear to Gandhi. I always welcome you to comment what you feel. Walk away and not sustain their ability to maintain that force. I don't hate. We are. We're going to. I can't ever make the statement that I hate everything. I love food. I love chocolate milk. I love my PlayStation 5. I love my cats. I love pot. <laughs> the pot which I don't have at this moment. If you, if this is your first time joining me this week, unfortunately, I messaged my pot dealer on Monday and said, hey, bring me some by. And he said, okay, I can this weekend. And I said, oh, shit. So I might, my ADHD may be coming through a little bit more than usual. I might be a little bit more energetic. Who did I kill to get a PS5? You don't have to kill anybody. You, what you have to do is you have to be diligent about it. Me working from home behind a computer helps. Because what you do is you have to watch Twitter. And Twitter will say exactly when they go on sale. At which area. And then you go and it takes you a few tries. And you're going to have to like, I got mine through GameStop. So you have to kind of understand how GameStop, because you can't keep refreshing the page on GameStop or they'll kick you out. They think you're a bot. So you have to know how each different site works and you have to do your research. It took me about three or four weeks of being on top of it. Also had an app that would give me an alert, but it was it was far behind actually watching Twitter and Twitter saying it. And also you kind of get a feel for when uh, they are going to drop. It tends to be the same time. COVID vaccines are are wide open right now. If you have not gotten your COVID vaccine, go get it. We're going to talk about that here in just a little bit. Left outside of Walmart for a Wii. The Wii was awfully sweet. I never owned one, but I, I enjoyed it whenever I played it. I know, I know, you got to refill your script two days before it's due. I understand. However, it just so as as I have mentioned to you guys before I buy in bulk and when you buy a quarter pound at a time and then you just happen to come up to where you're running out right when you have to pay rent and all your other bills you might not have all all the money that you need to buy everything at once oh shit that might take me a week that's why if you'll notice, last week I started smoking bowls on the stream. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to have to conserve a little bit. I, I, I don't know what the vaccine process was like before. Because I don't leave the house anyway. I work from home. I work for myself. So... You know, I was letting everybody go get their vaccine. So it was like the first time I did a story on this show where like, hey, uh, they're starting to they're starting to have to throw out vaccines because people aren't getting them. I'm like, OK, now's my time. I'm going to go Uber down. I'm going to get my vaccine. But yeah, ev- everywhere should be wide open. Uh, I encourage you do call ahead and make sure that they they have enough. But it should be. Walk in everywhere, no matter where you're at. Now, back to Biden stumbling through his statement about leaving Afghanistan. Also work to make sure we help them in terms of everything from food necessities and other things in, in, in the region. Get them some vaccines, too. 
There is not a conclusion that, in fact, they cannot defeat the Taliban. I believe the only way... The Taliban. I love the way he says it. The Taliban. The only way there's ultimately going to be peace and security in Afghanistan is that they work out a modus vivendi with the Taliban and they make a judgment as to how they can make peace. And the likelihood there's going to be... Did he say modus arendi? Is that a, is that a phrase? Like, did he mean modus apparati? Like, what what was he trying to say? Am I? Was there a Latin phrase I was not sure about? Understand, controlling the whole country is highly unlikely. Mr. President, Mr. President, thank you. But we have talked to your own top general in Afghanistan, General Scott Miller. He told ABC News the conditions are so concerning at this point that it could result in a civil war. So if Kabul falls to the Taliban, what? Well, what was going on before we went in there? Like. You've said two things. One, our presence isn't in a civil war. doing any good. The Taliban succeeding, number one. Number two, the question of what will be done is going to be implicated. It's going to implicate the entire region as well. There's a number of countries that have a grave concern about what's going to happen in Afghanistan relative to their security. They were in Afghanistan in the 80s, and they got their asses whipped, and they withdrew. They probably will. They probably have some sort of influence right now. Results in terms of a government. They're highly embedded with Syria. That's when that judgment will be made. The, uh, the Assad regime and the Putin regime are allies. Absolutely. Parallels between this withdrawal and what happened in Vietnam, with some people feeling none whatsoever, zero. What you had, I don't, I don't see Russia sending in ground troops or trying to take over the country again. But I absolutely see them interfering, and they probably have been this entire time to fuck with the U.S. It's, it's been a proxy war. They're not remotely comparable in terms of capability. There's going to be no circumstance where you see people being lifted off the roof of a embassy in the of the United States. From Afghanistan. We're going to see crackhead Spider-Man on some roofs. Mr. President, how serious was the corruption among the Afghanistan government to this mission failing there? What? Well, first of all, the mission... What about the corruption in our own military? <laughs> Is, uh, how much money? Do we, it was trillions, wasn't it, that we lost over there? And Couldn't even account for. There's been corruption. The question is, can there be an agreement on unity of purpose? What is the objective? For example, it started off there were going to be negotiations between the Taliban and the Afghan Like, I want to say we lost like two or three trillion that, that in Afghanistan and Iraq. It didn't come to fruition. So that they're just not accounted for. That the jury is still out. I might be wrong on that. Correct me if I'm wrong. The Taliban overrunning everything. It is a mind-boggling amount. The Taliban overrunning everything. The Taliban. I'm sorry. I like the way he says it. All right. So we were talking about COVID. You guys jumped the gun on me because that was the next story. Five under-vaccinated clusters put the entire... United States at risk. A new data analysis identifies clusters of unvaccinated people, most of them in the southern United States, 
when, when I we've wasted far more than a couple of trillion. When I say a couple of trillion, I want to say we just lost it into thin air, not accounted for by the Pentagon. I can't remember what the exact number is, but I want to say it was two or three trillion. The analysis by researchers at Georgetown University identified 30 clusters of countries with low vaccination rates, I'm sorry, counties with low vaccination rates and significant population sizes. The five most significant of those clusters are sprawled across large swaths of the southeastern United States and a smaller portion of the Midwest. The five clusters are largely in parts of eight states, which include Georgia, Texas, Missouri, Alabama, Arkansas, Louisiana, Oklahoma, Tennessee. Do you guys see a pattern? And are made up of mostly smaller counties, but also cities such as Montgomery, Alabama, Shreveport, Louisiana, and Amarillo, Texas. Most of these states are currently seeing increases in COVID-19 cases, which if you are seeing increases in COVID cases in July, when warm weather, outdoors activity prevents the spread, that, that should tell you we are in the danger zone. Yes, I pulled an archer. Here is the map of the clusters. I'm just outside of one of those clusters. Wow. I have a friend currently who is almost positive that she has the COVID despite being vaccinated. So we definitely need to go back to treating it like the pandemic just got started. I know, I know. I was going out without a mask on, going to dinner and shit. Not all, I wasn't going out all the fucking time. I went out Friday twice without a mask after I got fully vaccinated. But no, no, no. We need to stop that shit. I've got concert tickets for like the end of September, the beginning of October, and like, I don't think I'm going to that concert. I don't think it's I don't think it's going to happen. I think mass events are going to be shut down again. So I I am not optimistic about what is going to occur this fall. And we're going to see the rate skyrocket coming off of the 4th of July weekend. Now We're going to be reading from Yellowhammer News, which is a right-wing publication in Alabama. Governor Ivey rejects AL.com's headline warning that low vaccination rate would lead to more lockdowns. That's not exactly what AL.com said. Their story said Alabama may see a summer surge of COVID-19 similar to last year's with the spread of the Delta variant. A top infectious disease expert at UAB, the University of Alabama in Birmingham, which is one of the top Medical schools in the country, by the way. Hospitalization rates are increasing exactly as we saw before. That's what the doctor of infectious disease at one of the top medical schools in the country said. However, Governor Meemaw, that's her nickname here in Alabama, Governor Meemaw, said that no one asked for my input for this story and the headline is misleading. I don't know what the headline is misleading about. 
So I'll respond here. Alabama is open for business. Vaccines are readily available, and I encourage folks to get one. The state of emergency and health orders have expired. We are moving forward, which is a bad, bad move. And oof. And the problem, Ivy hadn't been that bad. Of the Republican governors, she wasn't the worst. However, it's re-election time for Governor Meemaw. So she is going to be pandering to that hard right base. So there is not a chance in hell that she is going to make the right decision. She is going to be sounding more and more like dumbass Rand Paul. He was Rand last night... Railing about mask mandates on eighty-five uh, percent of people over sixty-five took travel. And my guess is, if there is another wave, which I don't think there's going to be another big one, but if there is, more people will go back and take it when they see people getting sick. We're not stupid. But the thing is, is the other side believes that. Rand, you are stupid. You are absolutely goddamn. Do you think we're stupid? You think we're fools? Yes. All of you. That we are. That, that they are elite enough to know the truth and we can't handle the truth. So when Dr. Fauci first said that no masks work, he was mostly telling the truth, but not completely. By saying no masks work, he was saying it, and he told us already. He said he was, he was lying. But he was lying for No, he wasn't lying. They didn't know how transmissible it was by air at that time. Rand. Hospital. If you want to know which masks work, Ask a doctor or nurse what mask they wear when they go in the COVID room when somebody has COVID. It's only the N95 mask. And it works only because it's fit very tightly and worn properly and not touched. And you have gloves. And when you leave the room, guess what? The mask goes in the trash and the, and the gloves go in the trash. So there is a protection that works. But if I tell you, if you cut a... A surgical mask will protect you from COVID about 75, 78%. A cloth mask is going to protect you 30-40%. And if you're vaccinated and you wear a cloth mask, so you got 35% protection here. He's an optometrist. Ophthalmologist, I'm sorry. Something with the fucking eyes. No, I think you're right. I think it is ophthalmologist. If your t-shirt and wear it, that it's a great idea... They don't work. The pores of... They do! They do! They don't work. But he changed his mind and started telling us that all masks work. But that's a disservice also. If you're a- Saying they work is a false dichotomy. You're putting it as a work or don't work thing. They have an efficacy rate. You dumb son of a bitch. But Rand Paul knows this. I would hope... I would hope somebody could go through... Uh, or somebody couldn't get through medical school... Even to be an ophthalmologist, if they didn't know about advocacy rates. 80 years old, and you're sitting at home, and you're going to take care of Yeah, your- I thought that was that was humorous as well. N95 mask. You don't want to wear a cloth mask because they don't work. So he's once again encouraging to, to engage. And they didn't want to encourage people to go get N95 masks because they didn't want to run on them because we were short on supplies for our own medical personnel. Rand Paul is people- like... Being incredibly disingenuous here. I'm, I'm 58 years old. If I'm yes. Sick, I'm staying with her. That's just my choice, and a lot of people are that way. But the thing is, is 
You know there's a treatment? And I'm, I'm, I'm tired of hearing this is my choice, blah, 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 blah. Because, like, I... Stop spreading it, motherfuckers, please. Stop giving it to other people. Stop spreading Don't say, like, oh, well, it was my choice to go get sick. It's his choice to come over and visit me while I'm sick. If he gets sick, oh, well. No, because it's spreading it around. It's giving it another chance to mutate. We had to get this fucking order control, at least somewhat. Or your husband is sick to prevent you from getting the disease? Monoclonal antibodies have been studied. And if you give monoclonal antibodies to somebody who's sick, who their spouse they're taking care of, there's a much lower incidence of getting the infection and a much higher incidence of surviving it. There are also some other over-the-counter treatments. I have no clue what he's talking about. But they're out there, but I haven't heard Dr. Fauci say one word about it. He's on TV 10 times a day, but he could be helping save lives. In fact, I think he will be responsible for... He is helping save lives by trying to get everybody vaccinated. That's the thing. You're out here talking about not getting vaccinated, you piece of shit. By the way, Cory Booker... Charles Booker, I'm sorry, Cory Booker is uh, from New Jersey. Charles Booker from Kentucky is going to be challenging Rand Paul for that Senate seat. Charles Booker is a fantastic progressive, and I encourage everybody to give to his campaign. Why? Because I was wondering that myself. To those who haven't had it, he's saying everybody should get it. Yeah, vermin, whatever the fuck that shit is. Start with those over 65. And then next you should do probably those overweight and over 40. And the very last people in line should be the youngest people, if at all. But you should prioritize it. There's not enough vaccine for the people that want it in India. They were having 6,000 deaths a day for the last couple of years. Well, that's our fault. But the thing is, is they're talking about two years to vaccinate enough people to get to where they need to go. Well, it might do better if you weren't vaccinating the people who already had the disease. That cuts out millions of people. If you don't vaccinate the children, that cuts out millions. It should be, but I don't I don't believe it has because I don't think he practices medicine anymore. I think he let it lapse. Every one of these. That's the only reason they're talking about vaccinating children. I'm, I might not be correct on that, though. He may still practice. Probably, but it should be your choice. You shouldn't be told it's like, Oh, well, public school's a privilege. Well, and thank you, Ron Paul, for giving us this bullshit. My kid can't go to college? Ron, Ron Paul was at least, like, affable and fun. And he had some good ideas and wasn't like a crackpot. Uh, well, yeah, he's a crackpot. I could agree with Ron Paul and a lot more than I can Rand Paul. But it's bullshit like this. From Rand Paul that's causing idiots to do shit like this in Charlotte where a flight had to be canceled. Or should I say today, dozens experienced lengthy delays on their flights to the Bahamas and then finally a cancellation. The reason? Absolutely. Problems then, people refusing to wear their masks. Reporter Glenn Counts at our sister station in Charlotte says that group of disruptive students is from Boston. Passengers on this flight could... They would be from Boston. About to depart, a group of high school students put up a mask rebellion that lasted for hours. As a result, that flight was canceled. There is nothing like hitting the skies for that long, relaxing vacation trip, but there was nothing relaxing about American Flight 893. As someone who is scared of heights, flights do not relax me at all. 893 ended up being the flight. 
or should we say the non-flight from hell. The flight was supposed to depart at 9.30 this morning, but a mechanical issue meant they had to switch planes. And then a group of students from a Boston area high school decided to act up. It was bad. Firstly, they were yelling, they were cussing, they were being very obnoxious. Malik Banks sat right next to the 30-plus students. At issue, masks. The CDC requires them on all flights because of COVID. As well they should. And the students decided not to wear. That's one of the things that Rand Paul has been railing against is the mask mandate on flights. 80% of them were being terrible kids, saying smart stuff. All they, they had to do was follow the rules, put the mask on, sit there, no smart mouth comments, and... They couldn't do it. The net result was the flight was canceled, which means that Christina Randolph gets one less day of vacation. Well, I'm a nurse, and it's really, really hard to get time off of work. So when you finally get time off of work, you really want to be somewhere where you want to be. So we sat there. Especially after you've been uh, going through a pandemic for the past year and a half. I flew from Detroit. I didn't go to sleep last night at all. Not, not. Not for a second. I mean, everyone has to follow the rules. Nobody likes it. No one likes to sit around and do this, but you've got to follow the rules. But police sources say that no one has been arrested. American has acknowledged the incident, and those passengers who were stranded were given a hotel voucher. However, because the students are just 17 and 18 years old, they're not old enough to get a room. So if you want to consider this punishment, they had to spend the night in the airport. Back to you. <laughs> Wait a minute. Why were, why were they by themselves anyway? Well, at least I had to spend the night at the airport. Dallas County has reached herd immunity, health experts say. I, um, doubt. (laughs) Health experts believe Dallas County has what may be herd immunity from the coronavirus, an important milestone. Doctors at Parkland Hospital who tracked the pandemic said at least 80% of the people in Dallas County have immunity either from vaccination or a past infection. About 46% of the population is fully vaccinated, and about 48% has national immunity after recovering from the virus. How is that possible when people have been reinfected? But Parkland says that does not mean it's time to give up on vaccinations since people with natural immunity may not be able to fight off the newer strains. And I thought the immunity didn't last but for a few months. The Delta variant has further emphasized the urgency for all of us to get vaccinated because it is significantly more aggressive. But experts said natural immunity does not last forever. While on average we reached 80%, and again, to be protected in the Delta variant, we might need to be 88% or higher. But even within our county, 45 zip codes are still below the 80%. So, seems like a weird headline for them to be pushing. But hey, maybe they can test out their herd immunity when the herds go to the Trump rally this weekend. Former President Trump to speak in Dallas this weekend. National Conservative Political Action Conference featuring a scheduled appearance from former President Donald Trump starts on Friday. The three-day event will be held at the Hilton Hotel. The former president is scheduled to give the event's closing remarks. Other speakers include Governor Rick Perry, 
Donald Trump Jr. What an all-star cast here. And Ben Carson. Senator Ted Cruz told the Dallas Morning News he will not attend because of a family commitment. Maybe he needs to make another trip down to Cancun. Former president has said that he will indeed testify, at least in a deposition, for the January 6th committee. Former President Donald Trump said Thursday that he's eager to give sworn testimony in his lawsuit against big tech so he can air his claims that the 2020 election was stolen from him. Okay, so he says he's going to... Okay, I I was confused here. I thought he was going to give a deposition for the committee. No, 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 no. He's saying in his lawsuit against big tech, which he is probably not going to get deposed for, this is all bullshit. We're going to talk about that here in a second. He's saying that during his deposition for that lawsuit, he'll talk about the January 6th riot. I look forward to it. Actually, Mr. Trump told the first Bill O'Reilly in an interview airing at Thursday night, I love talking about the election fraud because of the most fraudulent election. We know you love talking about it, asshole, because you don't want to take responsibility for your loss. Former president announced Wednesday that he will lead a class action lawsuit over alleged censorship against Twitter, Facebook, and Google, which removed him from their platform after the January 6th attack on the Capitol by thousands of his supporters. So since we're talking about the tech lawsuit, let's go ahead. Let's hear from Trump's legal counsel about the case they think they have in this lawsuit. There is no better evidence that big tech is out of control than the fact that they banned the sitting president of the United States earlier this year. If they can do it to me, they can do it to anyone. This censorship is unlawful, it's unconstitutional, and it's completely un-American. This motherfucker doesn't even know how the Constitution works and right-wingers elected him president. The three big temples. It's embarrassing. I wish you idiots could feel embarrassment. Claim that they violated his First Amendment rights. Now, the lawsuit was filed today in the Southern District of Florida. They seek injunctive relief and damages for a group of Americans harmed by the social media company's decisions to silence them. Joining me now is John Cole, one of the group's lead attorneys. John, whoa, is this guy even alive? Look at this dude. What they dug him out of a grave. This is a zombie from The Walking Dead. What the hell? I don't want to make some fun of somebody's appearance. But this dude's skin has fallen off his face. What the? This is the best that the former president could dig up for his stupid-ass lawsuit. Good to see you. Um, explain in layman's terms for us how you can answer the claim that these companies, I mean, they're just private enterprises, not government actors that are constrained otherwise by the Constitution. Okay, the Supreme Court over the years has defined what... Yeah, I'm flipping out over an old man. I'm sorry. And there's actually, you know, you by encouraging is one of the uh, prongs of it. And they did that when they gave these companies immunity. Now, they gave it way before they even existed, which makes it silly. But they've encouraged them by giving them immunity to do... 
What 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 he's talking about when he says immunity is section 230 which prevents fucking Facebook from being sued for content on their web like if somebody was using a Facebook group to traffic children you can't sue Facebook because they were trafficking children which makes perfect fucking sense They they did they really ruined the internet when they passed FASFA, FASFA, SESTA, FASFA. FASFA is the thing you fill out for the... SESTA, FOSTA, that's it. FASFA is the thing you fill out for college. SESTA, FOSTA is what uh, changed it for like the sex trafficking shit. It carved out an exception for that, and that's why you don't have personals on Craigslist ads anymore. Because Craigslist could be sued for, like, uh, uh, facilitating prostitution or some shit. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I can't, I can't even say it once, let alone three times. Two things that Congress can't do themselves. Congress can't censor you. Also, by coercion, when all those Democratic senators over... I don't know, the last year, year and a half, kept threatening these companies, if you don't do what we say and tr- and uh, ban Trump, censor Trump, censor m- their definition of misinformation or hate speech, we will maybe... So, of all the lawyers, Castor, Giuliani, <laughs> of all the lawyers, where do you think this guy ranks, huh? Huh? You think he's competent? we're stupid you think we're fools tear you apart we might be take away your immunity whatever but the supreme court has said you can't coerce them to do those things and the other thing you can't do is participate in government actions as fauci did with with uh facebook and with CDC did with Twitter and Facebook. Now, it's just fine if, if Fauci or the CDC want to say something or give their opinion. That's one thing. But they do not have the right as government entities to censor people who may have a different opinion. So what they did is they farmed that out to Facebook, Twitter and, and Google. And they can't do that. That makes them uh, state actors, which means that the First Amendment freedom of speech applies. <laughs> Zuckerberg wrote that note to Fauci that just came out, you know, whatever, three or four weeks ago when all those emails came out. Remember, there was that paragraph toward the end of the note. Uh, it was, you know, it was lauding Fauci's leadership. Oh, for a while it was stop the steal. Now it's stop the silencing. When you read it, I mean, you read the rest of the letter, it seemed like it was... It's a nice little slogan for them now. We're going to do better to crack down on misleading claims. or yeah, That's where it seemed like that probably would go. It's just my, my guess. But that would be dispositive, yeah, well, perhaps, toward your claim that they're kind of colluding together, to use their favorite word, uh, as, as a quasi-state actor. Are you going to move to try to get that paragraph... Stop the stop! ...on, on blacked out? Absolutely. We will get that paragraph unblocked. And the thing is, there's a lot of other evidence that the CDC, Fauci and others, uh, NIH, 
Also, notice when he gave those sensor things remarks yesterday, it like it it made it look like he was in front of the White House with the columns and everything and all the flags. Frivolous claim that you've raised. Watch. This case is dead on arrival, and I think President Trump and his lawyers know it. I think absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. This is about fundraising. This is so they can keep idiot ass right wingers aggrieved. They'll keep giving them money. Because Trump is in deep legal shit and he needs money. Of an illegal case. That's a former uh, U.S. District Attorney, um, Ms. Uh, McQuaid, thinks the Who knows a hell of a lot more than this dumb fuck. Well, that's really good for somebody who just found out about it a few hours ago. I wish I was that smart. I mean... (laughs) I bet you do, dude. And probably you are too. Who knows? One, one yes, yes. Immediately came out with, and this wasn't surprising. Uh, person after person, we don't. Need- I'd put money on it. This is just a fundraising ploy, John. This is just Donald Trump trying to you know, raise money somehow. You built have- more money from his dumbass supporters for the class action, the legal fees, and use it to advance. I don't know Trump's political ambitions for the to future. live off of the motherfucker is broke deutsche bank cut him off for donald trump surpasses all reason behind me at that stage and that's that's another thing a lot of them are like oh you just hate donald trump of course i do any reasonable person would hate the motherfucker he's a child rapist who tried to end democracy who thought hitler did some good things and that's just that's just the the, the top line shit. Today should have been the ALC, ACLU, which is going who knows where they've gone. But this is a classic a uh, thing uh, suit for them, and it's ridiculous that the left the left doesn't understand they're getting the conservatives this week. In five years, they're going to get the liberals. You can't have this kind of. And there's there's that shit again. Like, oh, next they're going to be coming for you, motherfucker. I'm permanently banned from Twitter and Facebook. Have been for years. What the fuck is wrong with you? You didn't come to my aid. You didn't come to anybody's fucking aid until fucking Trump paid you to dig your ass out of a grave and get on TV and go talk to fucking Nazi Ingram. Uh, uh, Free speech and... and, uh taken away like this. It's really disgusting. Well, it, one one would think that the Republicans might have, when they had the majority, Paul Ryan was the uh, Speaker of the House, and they had, they had the majority in both houses. There were a lot of conservatives, especially, saying it's time to break up these tech companies. It wasn't done. Uh, they were always trying to be buddy-buddy with Zuckerberg, and even President Trump had those guys to the White House, sat around the table. Well, yes, yes, because you have told us over and over again, you right-wing assholes, that corporations are people, that corporate power is all that matters, capitalism trumps everything. It's really sad is this is uh, prior restraint. That means I'm going to gag you before you talk because I think I might know what you're going to say. The Supreme Court. Absolutely not. It was him violating the terms of service. He'd been violating their terms of service for years and they looked over it. It wasn't until he attacked the country that they banned him. 
How many people in the class com- total? I got banned for picking on Nazis, you asshole! They're coming in out of the woodwork. We just, they, nobody knew it existed. Right now we have about oh, 75, 80 people, but it'll, it'll go into the thousands. And then we have to identify them as part of the class action suit. Uh, it is absolutely time to break up the oil companies. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. You know, you know, it is a class, that the lawsuit is a class action lawsuit. I should join it. I have agreements with the tech companies. Let's see what I, I'm going to do the research, see if I can join Trump's cra- uh, class action lawsuit. I'm going to do it. <laughs> That'd be fun. All right, report identifies officer who killed Ashley Babbitt, allegedly. We're reading from Town Hall, which is a far-right nut job publication. Pointing that out. Earlier this month, former President Trump wondered in an, in an email statement to supporters who killed Ashley Babbitt during the January 6th Capitol riot. Well, she was breaking the law, first of all. Thus far, efforts by Babbitt's family, journalists, and watchdog groups to get the U.S. Capitol Police to release the identity of the officer who shot Babbitt have been futile. USCP is shrouded in secrecy and is not subject to Freedom of Information Act requests. As RCI pointed out, the refusal to name the officer has led to false rumors circulating on the internet, but the officer's identity appears to have been revealed by the acting House Sergeant-at-Arms during a briefing earlier this year, a detail that was ultimately scrubbed by C-SPAN and CNN. So one of the rumors that have been circulating around is that the person who shot Ashley Babbitt was not actually a Capitol Police officer. There was actually a member of Pence's security detail. I I don't know what the validity is. That's just a rumor that's been going around. Could be one of the explanations for the secrecy. Now a new name has surfaced in the Babbitt Imbrogalu, Lieutenant Michael L. Bird. Imbroglio? Imbroglio? I've, I've never seen that word before. We're going to look it up. Imbroglio. Imbroglio. An extremely confused, complicated, or embarrassing situation. I've been a mini an Imbroglio in my life. While the USCP communications director, Eva Malecki, won't confirm he is the shooter, in this case, she isn't denying it. A little-noticed exchange, Bird was cited by the acting House Sergeant-at-Arms during a brief discussion of the officer who shot Babbitt at a February 25th House hearing. Both C-SPAN and CNN removed his name from the transcripts, but CQ transcripts, which according to its website provides the complete word from Capitol Hill exactly as it was spoken, recorded the Capitol official referring to the cop as Officer Bird. I don't know how I feel about this. Like, I, in every other case, I would say absolutely the family deserves to know who the officer is. So I'm, you know, to be consistent in my beliefs. Yeah, the Babbitt family probably does need to know who the officer is and needs to know the details of the investigation. I would demand that of any other investigation. However, 
she was clearly shot uh, with cause, and it was justified. She was breaking a window to get into the house chambers where elected officials were just mere feet from her. Oh, I... You guys know how I feel about cop shootings. Once again, this was a crazy nut job that was somewhere where they don't need to be. It's not like I get upset about cops when they shoot somebody that's like charging at them with a gun actually shooting at them. I get upset when cops shoot people in the back. I get upset when cops shoot unarmed citizens. This woman was legitimately feet away from elected officials that either the Capitol Security or the Secret Service was charged with protecting. Now, the Arizona Secretary of State says that she will be seeking an investigation into Trump and his allies... Uh, Katie Hobbs, a Democrat, is calling on State Attorney General Mark Bronvich, who is a Republican, to look into reports that former President Trump and his allies attempted to make contact with election supervisors in Maricopa County in the weeks following the November election. Apparently, there was indeed rampant fraud in the 2020 election, and it, it was Trump trying to commit it. Attempted rampant rampant fraud. Hobbs, in a request sent via email Wednesday and shared on Twitter, cited reporting by the Arizona Republic, which detailed attempts by the former president to contact Republican Maricopa County Supervisor Clint Hickman on two separate occasions following the election. According to the Republic, attempts to contact election supervisors were also made by Trump allies, including Arizona GOP Chair Kelly Ward and Trump personal attorney... Rudy Giuliani. You think we're stupid? You think we're fools? As well as the Kraken. Old Sidney Powell. Hobbs, in her letter, recalled a report that Ward told the chairman of the Board of Supervisors on November 7th as the votes were still being tallied, we need you to stop the counting, and later reportedly told him, I know you don't want to be remembered as the guy who led the charge to certify a fraudulent election. Arizona Secretary of State urged Bravich to investigate and take appropriate enforcement action against what she called potential violation of Arizona's election laws. Arizona, which has been the site of the crazy-ass audit, which, like the Delta variant, will be spreading to other parts of the country. Pennsylvania seems to be next. A Pennsylvania state senator who claims former President Donald Trump encouraged him to run for governor is now trying to do an Arizona-style forensic audit of his state's votes, claiming it's critically necessary for our Commonwealth for the sake of transparency and accountability. State Senator Doug Mastriano Mastrano called for an audit of Pennsylvania's election on Wednesday, sending letters to Philadelphia and the smaller counties of York and Tioga, requesting information and materials needed to conduct a forensic investigation of the 2020 general election and the 2021 primary. Astriano gave the counties until July 31st to submit a plan for compliance 
That compliance is voluntary, however, and so far, no subpoenas have been issued. Something to keep an eye on. So moving away from Donald Trump, but on to another dumbfuck Republican. Senator Tom Cotton launched an attack on Representative Rashida Tlaib, a wafu, over immigration. The new members of Congress are coming with full force and pushing back against this idea around, you know, they rename uh, this kind of militarization or targeting in a very inhumane way of our immigrant neighbors. It is the same thing, which is targeting communities of color uh, in a way that is, uh, to me, very much violates, uh, you know, human rights. Let's get your take on this, Senator. Well, Dana, unfortunately, I think she's right. A lot of Democrats do support those radical views. They want to defund the police. Absolutely. America into a this is not radical. For all illegal aliens from around the world. Uh, and now that logic is being extended to our Border Patrol and uh, Immigrations and Customs Enforcement, even all of DHS. I mean, it'd be interesting to me if Rashida Tlaib would explain exactly who she thinks should be excluded from our country. Congresswoman Tlaib. Irrespective of our laws, or who in America should be deported. I mean, I don't know, maybe her answer would be conservatives or Republicans or anyone who voted for Donald Trump last year, but it seems like beyond that... Well, yeah, you're traitors to the fucking country. You hate the Constitution. Get out. Rashida Tlaib and most Democrats think that we should have totally open borders and that anyone should be able to come into this country. That is a recipe for... Now, I'm going to correct that. Now, I believe we should have open borders. Hold on. Let Let me illustrate this perfectly. But most Democrats don't. So to say that most Democrats believe in open borders is a complete farce. Democratic Party itself is a very conservative, neoliberal party. They are not for open borders. But I don't understand why we have fucking borders. I don't I don't see any borders. Do you? What are these what are these fucking borders you speak of? Disaster. Oh, is that the end of it? Shit. Do we get more? It's It's like a fucking minute ad at the end. From CNS News, the right news right now, a hard right fucking organization, of course. Speaking of hard right organizations, let's hear from Tucker Carlson, shall we? Apparently, uh, you know, the NSA is picking on him. Let's find out why. If it'll play. So Joe Biden told us recently that the single gravest terror threat we face is not Islamic terrorism, ISIS, or Al-Qaeda, as the government has told us for 20 years now, since 2001. It's not the brutal mobs of race extremists who burned and looted our cities last summer, BLM and Antifa, as if you'd been paying attention, you would assume it would be, of course. By the way, um, 
The Minneapolis Police Department was burnt down by white supremacists. The Nashville courthouse was attacked by a white supremacist. They're the ones who burn the cities. No, it's none of that. The main threat we face as a nation, Biden told us, is white supremacy, white American terrorists, and our law enforcement... Well, I mean, as I just illustrated, you are blaming white supremacist violence on peaceful protesters, Tucker. You, Tucker, are a white supremacist. Intelligence agencies have concluded that. The president said it's an established fact. It is. That's all that Biden told us. He never said who those white supremacists were. He didn't explain what they believe or what they... They marched in Philadelphia this past week. They held a rally in 2017 where they said Jews will not replace us. They will tell you exactly what they believe. Plan to do to America. He announced no arrests of any of them. Hey, Tucker, why don't you ask the dude that used to be your head writer what he believes? He'll tell you. Joe Biden didn't say. Neither did his attorney general, Merrick Garland, when he reiterated Biden's claim several days later. So the rest of us were left to wonder, who exactly are these domestic terrorists? We still don't know the answer, and neither do many longtime- You work at Fox News! I, I do not have the resources of Fox News, and I have covered who these white supremacists are in great detail, including about how you're one of them. FBI agents, as we learned this weekend when we spoke to a couple of them. Biden's claim is absurd, they told us. It's not even close to true. In recent years, there have been so few crimes committed by avowed white supremacists that the FBI strongly considered dismantling the office within the domestic terror division that investigates white supremacist groups. As the agents we spoke to put it, the number of cases the program manager had didn't justify his position. There was nothing for him. 76% of all extremist killings in the last decade perpetrated by right-wing extremists, according to the ADL. Americans are, in fact, much more likely to die from a lightning strike than at the hands of a white supremacist. White supremacy may be ugly, many opinions are, but it is not a meaningful threat to the nation and claiming otherwise is a lie. So why does the Biden administration persist in telling that lie? Well, it's a racial attack, obviously. It's waged for partisan political purposes. You tell black voters that- Also, like I introed this because like it says, Tucker confirms NSA is monitoring Tucker Carlson tonight in hopes of canceling it. I, what, what's with all this racially charged bullshit? Republicans are the KKK, and maybe they will keep voting for you. That's the idea. It's certainly easier than fixing Chicago or raising taxes. That is, that is a wild thing for him to claim. Go back. What, what exactly did he say just there? But it is not a meaningful threat to the nation, and claiming otherwise is a lie. So why does the Biden administration persist in telling that lie? Well, it's a racial attack, obviously. It's waged for partisan political purposes. You tell black voters that Republicans are the KKK, and maybe they will keep voting for you. That's the idea. Well, I don't know. Why don't we hear from a Republican about what he thinks, about what what their position is on race relations? Here's Lee Atwater. This was the chief strategist for Ronald Reagan. Here's how I would approach that issue as a, as a, as a statistician or a political scientist. Or, no, as a psychologist, which I'm not. 
is, is how abstract you handle the race thing. In other words, you start out, and yeah, now y'all aren't quoting me on this. You start out in 1954 by saying nigger, nigger, nigger. By 1968, you can't say nigger. That hurts your backfire. So you say stuff like uh, force busing, states' rights, and all that stuff. And you're getting so abstract now. You're talking about cutting taxes and all of these things you're talking about are totally economic things. And the byproduct of them is blacks get hurt worse than white. And subconsciously, maybe that is part of it. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that if it is getting that abstract and that coded, uh, that, that, we're, that we're doing away with the racial problem one way or the other. Uh, you follow me? Because obviously sitting around saying uh, we want to cut taxes, we want to cut this, and we want is much more abstract than, than even the busing thing. Uh, and a hell of a lot more abstract than never knew. You know. So there you go. There is one of the chief strategists of the current Republican Party. Like, this is the man that set the current right wing in motion. All his disciples, the Karl Roves and shit, came from this fucking dude who actually is very fascinating. He didn't have political beliefs. He didn't believe in, in fucking conservatism or anything. Motherfucker didn't care. He just liked playing the game. But there's him giving away the game. That Yes, that's exactly what Republicans do. We play to the racists. Just like the racists watch Tucker Carlson. Easier than fixing Chicago or raising test scores, which they should be doing. Hey, there's two things. My state of Alabama has a higher violent crime rate than the state of Illinois. And my state of Alabama ranks near the fucking bottom in education. Why are you bringing Chicago into this exactly, huh? But there's also a deeper significance. The Biden administration is signaling a very real change to actual federal policy. The war on terror, now ongoing for 20 years, has pivoted in its aims. The war on terror is now being waged against American citizens, opponents of the regime. We saw this on display on January 6th. We told you a couple of weeks ago, based on language in publicly available indictments, that the FBI clearly had foreknowledge of the riot at the Capitol that day. Exactly! We spoke to this weekend confirmed that is true. Quote, the FBI had sources in that crowd, confidential sources, snitches. I don't doubt it one bit. That's another thing. Sauger, in his, in his, uh, whatever he, the radar, whatever he did this morning, was talking about how, like, oh, the left missed the big story, that there was agents implanted with them. No! I even, when we were reading it last night, I even stopped. And I'm like, wait a minute. Does this say that the, the agent was there beforehand? And I never doubted that there were federal agents in that crowd. There were probably federal agents in that crowd that believed the bullshit, too, by the way. But doesn't that then mean who in the federal government prevented a proper response to this? I think his insinuation is that the feds, the deep state, encouraged the attack in order to blame Trump for it, which is absurd. As opposed to the opposite, that the feds knew what was going to happen and someone inside the government stopped a response, which is what I think happened. 
But it's not just political protesters the government is spying on. Yesterday, we heard from a whistleblower within the U.S. government who reached out to warn us that the NSA, the National Security Agency, is monitoring our electronic communications and is planning to leak them in an attempt to take this show off the air. Now, that's a shocking claim, and ordinarily we'd be skeptical of it. It's illegal for the NSA to spy on American citizens. It's a crime. It's not a third world country. Things like that should not happen in America. But unfortunately, they do happen, and in this case, they did happen. The whistleblower, who is in a position to know, repeated back to us information about a story... This is the original video, isn't it? I think I played this clip. ...from my texts and emails. There's no... Uh, he followed up. He said that he was trying to get an interview with Vladimir Putin. Tucker claimed Wednesday that his identity was unmasked and illegally leaked to the media in retaliation for his attempts to score a sit-down with Russian President Vladimir Putin. By the way, when we're talking about leaks to the media, it's come out in the past couple of weeks that Tucker himself is one of the biggest leakers to the media that he was using his position close to Trump to leak bad information about Trump to the media while he was sucking Trump cock on air. Astounding. Carlson initially accused the National Security Agency on June 28th of monitoring his emails... Off the top of Wednesday's show, Carlson said he had learned the previous day that sources in the so-called intelligence community told at least one reporter in Washington uh, that was in those emails, my emails. What? Carlson did not identify a reporter or outlet, but Axios's Jonathan Swan reported earlier Wednesday that the host had reached out to the U.S.-based Kremlin intermediaries about a potential Putin interview in recent, in recent weeks. The story by Swan, an occasional guest on Fox News' program, like Special Report, cited sources familiar with the conversations. Carlson confirmed the Axios story, recounting, Late this spring, I contacted a couple of people I thought could help us get an interview with Russian President Vladimir Putin. I told nobody I was doing this other than my executive producer, Justin Wells. That's weird that Tucker himself would do that. Carlson went on to claim that a whistleblower had told him the NSA planned to leak his emails to media outlets in an effort to paint me as a disloyal American, a Russian operative, a stooge of the Kremlin, a traitor doing the bidding of a foreign adversary. That was the point they wanted to make, Carlson added. That's why they planned to leak the contents of my emails to news organizations, and yesterday, as noted, we learned they actually did it. I don't I don't know what to make of it. Tucker is Tucker is playing all sides. Tucker is disingenuous as fuck. I once again so like I'm against the NSA spying on American citizens, spying on journalists, which they've been known to do for 20 fucking years. I've been bitching about it. Tucker hasn't. The Republicans Tucker support haven't. 
It's disingenuous. He's only doing it for his benefit. To rile up his, his base, just like Trump. All right, let's get down to actual issues instead of humoring the idiotic right wing like we have been for about the last hour. Noam Chomsky, to retain power, Democrats must stop abandoning the working class. Thank you, Noam Chomsky. U.S. political system is broken. Many mainstream pundits declare their claim rests on the idea that Republicans and Democrats are more divided than ever and seem to be driven by different conceptions, not only of government, but of reality itself. However, the problem with the U.S. political system is more profound than the fact that Democrats and Republicans operate in parallel universes. Issue is that the U.S. appears to function like a, demo- like a democracy, but essentially it constitutes a plutocracy. As if Manchin would listen, Manchin doesn't give a shit. Manchin only cares about his own uh, wealth and power. And both parties are primarily looking after the same economic interests. Ain't that the fucking truth? This interview, Noam Chomsky, an esteemed public intellectual and one of the world's most cited scholars in modern history discuss the current shape of the Democratic Party and the challenges facing the progressive left in a country governed by a plutocracy. By the way, we are reading from Truth Out. So, the question is, in our last interview, you analyzed the political identity of today's Republican Party and dissected its strategy for returning to power. Here, I'm interested in your thoughts on the current shape of the Democratic Party and, more specifically, and whether it is in the midst of loosening its embrace of neoliberalism to such an extent that an ideological metamorphosis may in fact be underway. We're in the midst of a paradigm shift. I will, I will say that. It, we are in a political upheaval. Chomsky's response is, the short answer is, maybe there is much uncertainty. With all the major differences, the current situation is somewhat reminiscent of the early 1930s. Boy, howdy, especially with us coming up on this new housing bubble that uh, Biden administration seems to be taking much the same track that the Obama administration took. And uh, uh, I don't think that Band-Aid is going to hold this time. Chomsky goes on, which I'm old enough to remember if hazily... We may recall Antonio Gramsci's famous uh, observation from Mussolini's prison in 1930, applicable to the state of the world at the time. Whatever exactly he may have had in mind, the crisis consists precisely in the fact that the old is dying and the new cannot be born. In this interrogum of a great variety of morbid symptoms appear. Well put. Today, the foundations of the neoliberal doctrines that have had such a brutal effect on the population and the society are tottering and might collapse, and there is no shortage of morbid symptoms. I'm not sure where the rest of the interview is with Chomsky. (laughs) Okay. How do we explain the rise of the progressive left in the Democratic Party? I'm not sure if, he, if they're even still talking to Chomsky. 
I think that I think only the first quote there was from Chomsky. Maybe not. I don't know. I encourage you to go check out the Truth Out article. I just wanted to highlight that in a lead-in to these stories. Four out of ten employers will fire employees for not returning to the office, according to a new survey. Employers responding to a survey about remote workers say they will fire employees if they don't return to the office. Surveys from digital.com and shows employee employers and employees are not on the same page. Digital surveyed 1,500 small business owners. According to the survey, a large portion of employers want employees back in the office. 39% said they expect everyone to return to the office. 20% will let employees choose and 70% will make hybrid schedules permanent. Only 10% are making the switch to full-time remote work a permanent fixture. I can tell you as somebody who contracts to several companies that do exclusively remote work, their employees are way happier. But you know, you can't can't get people their food remotely. So if like you're working for Chick-fil-A... Your ass is going to be out in the middle of a goddamn hurricane giving people some hate chicken. By the way, if there's anyone that likes Chick-fil-A but does not want to patronize them, I'm happy to give you the recipe for the Chick-fil-A chick, chick, chicken. My favorite's the number three, whatever the one with pepper jack is, the spicy chicken sandwich. I I I have replicated it. Mwah. Done it perfectly. They use a pickle brine. I don't I don't like pickles. I use a I use a different brine. Apparently the the pickle makes it very flavorful. If you like pickles, use a pickle brine. They have their employees just in these fucking dehumanizing little plastic boxes. Handing people their stupid ass chicken sandwiches. I. There is no way if I was. If I was in one of those cars that I wouldn't feel sorry for those people and be like, yeah, I don't need to eat here. I don't need to subject these people to this. State of labor in this country. Like, capitalism has rotted some people's damn brains. I'll tell you that. Oh. Caller, you're on the Troll Patrol. What's going on? Hi, Justin. How are you today? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I heard you say that you're going to release the recipe for uh, Chick-fil-A. Absolutely. For the for, for my chicken sandwich that I enjoy. I'm you... here to tell you today that if you do that, every time you do that, I'm going to release a recipe for Ben and Jerry's. I will do that, all right? I'll go nuclear. I don't care. Okay. I don't care. What's your favorite uh, ice cream to eat at Ben and Jerry's? I was going to tell... I was going to ask him what his favorite ice cream was, and then I was going to ask him to give us the recipe for it. I... What? What? (laughs) I wanted some ice cream, damn it. Oh, shit. 
That'll show me. Release those recipes for Ben and Jerry. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, remember we did the uh, video. Was that last night? It was last night. The woman tried to extinguish the Olympic torch. Today, uh, Tokyo extinguished the Olympic crowd. Japan declares a state of emergency. Olympics still on, but without fans in Tokyo. <laughs> he means business. <laughs> By the way, it's not like I'm releasing anything secret. You can get on the internet and find the recipe. That's how I did it. The Tokyo Olympics will happen amid a state of emergency and without fans as at the events in the host city. The Japanese government on Thursday announced that it would reinstitute strict measures to counter COVID-19 surges in the capital. Measures will take effect next week and last the duration of the Games, which officially begin July 23rd. Hours after the announcement, Olympic organizers walked back a previous decision to allow local spectators to attend events. Following an urgent late-night meeting, they announced that there will be no fans at competitions held in Tokyo and other areas affected by the state of emergency. What is the UEFA? You are like speaking a foreign language to me, Warlord. What in the hell are you talking about? Is that some kind of like soccer shit? I'm, I'm sorry, football? I'm just playing with you. I know nothing about sports, by the way. I think I've said that many times. Oh, it was football. <laughs> um, I've tried to play FIFA games. And uh, they just confound me. I have no fucking clue how that game is played. Yeah, the whole Olympic situation is pretty fucked. Absolutely. Agreed. Also, a situation that's pretty fucked is the Haitian Haitian's president, the Haitian president. Holy fuck! His body was riddled with twelve bullets. His eye was blown out. Oh wow! So here's some better video. We watched the grainy video that you saw there at the beginning last night. Let's. Uh, this was the video we watched. Apparently, there's more now. Now, apparently, uh, Moise, I think I, I think I was close. I heard somebody say it today, and I'm like, oh, shit. I was actually pretty close to it. Apparently, he was highly connected with the U.S. So it's still unclear what is going on. But he um, he was kind of a, a a puppet president of the U.S. But it appears that the U.S. might have turned on him because of his unpopularity in the country and the chaos it had descended into, but we don't know for sure. Like I don't I don't see how this 
how Haiti doesn't become a failed state after all this, though, because holy fuck, their government is in tatters. Yes, the Biden administration was supportive of him holding power past his term. You are correct. He was uh, apparently the Clinton State Department uh, was crucial in him even being able to continue in the um, in the election where there was a dispute. It went to a runoff. He wasn't supposed to be in the runoff in the uh, Clinton Foundation or some shit. I think I said the the State Department, didn't I? It was like the Clinton Foundation was in on it. We found 12 holes in the president's body. The deputy of Justice of the Peace made with a large caliber weapon. President's office and bedroom were ransacked. We found him lying on his back, blue pants, a white shirt smeared with blood, his mouth open, his left eye blown out. We saw a bullet impact at the level of his forehead, one in each nipple, three at the hip, one in the abdomen. Scott Moyes having his own security detail, uh, part of the specialized unit of the Haitian National Police. Only the president and his wife were shot during the hit squad's raid. Ooh, so it seems like his detail was in on it. So, she was flown to Miami for surgery and is expected to survive. One of the couple's three children was home at the time, but hid from the assassins in her brother's bedroom. Wow, the brother who was not identified was tied up alongside a maid. As well as the bullets in the president's body, many uh, cartridge cases were found between the gatehouse and the interior of the residence. Haiti's National Police late Wednesday said they had killed four of the suspected assailants and arrested two others and were still engaged in a fierce gun battle that they expected to last through early Thursday. Wow. You're chasing them so so that either in the exchange of fire they will be killed or we will apprehend them. According to the police chief, we will continue to hunt them down. Haiti's ambassador to Washington said that the killers were professional mercenaries disguised as U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration agents. Moise's presidency had been hugely unpopular, spurring thousands to take to the streets in a series of violent protests. His assassination still stunned the troubled nation that called a two-week period of mourning. Death has further destabilized the political climate with two men claiming to be leading the country in his place while there is no parliament after it was dissolved last year. Wow. So we will we will definitely follow up on this because this is an interesting story. Now we, we are going to follow up on the story that we did on Tuesday because it just keeps getting weirder. Remember the guy that the the maid little to say in front of our The maid went into his room and found guns and reported him and the cops were talking like they stopped a mass shooter Well, let's get an update on that dude. 
Tonight, Keegan Castile having little to say in front of our cameras, but asking a question of his own. Down on one knee in the middle of the street, Keegan Castile proposing tonight outside Chicago Police District 18 headquarters. This strange twist on the near north side coming about two hours after the Iowa man bonded out of Cook County Jail. The 32-year-old is charged with two felony counts of aggravated unlawful use of a weapon after authorities say they found a loaded rifle, a laser scope, and a pistol inside his Lakeshore Drive hotel room on July 4th. Tonight, Castile with no explanation. Anything you want to say? But after an outfit change and a stop inside the police station, Castile making this gesture. A child calling out from this SUV's back seat. Castile then getting in the car, driven away by his brand new fiance after a proposal they're sure to remember. And they're they're in a BMW. ABC7. Eyewitness News. I does that seem like a man that was gonna commit a mass shooting? I'm I'm just gobsmacked by this. Castile was held on a ten thousand dollar bond after briefly appearing in front of Cook County Judge. Prosecutors revealed that Castile's room at the W Chicago Lakeshore was facing the Ohio Street Beach. Prosecutors said Castile's semi-automatic rifle had four magazines next to it and a live round in the chamber. Castile's girlfriend was also in the room, and apparently a kid as well, prosecutors said, and law enforcement sources tell the I-team that their two children were also on the trip. Castile will be allowed to return to Iowa if he's released. That's a condition of his bond. While prosecutors said Castile has an Iowa gun permit, Judge Navarro told him clearly we are not in Iowa and noted that the weapons found in the hotel room are in police custody. In a statement, the W Hotel said, as this is a matter under police investigation, we would respectfully redirect all media inquiries to the Chicago Police Department. Castile's girlfriend appeared to accept the proposal and they drove away without making a public comment. Just given the details of the story, I don't think the dude was going to commit a mass shooting. I don't know. I think the police overstepped their bounds on this one. I. But why in the fuck did he have the gun there? Did... I, don't, I, don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. All right, this video coming to us from Kentucky. Allegedly, allegedly the cops are doing something good here. We're going to we're going to see if we get the details and actually find out what's going on. And this is as I've said over and over again on this show, if the body camera footage backs up the cops, they'll release it in a heartbeat. There is no having to file a FOIA request. Or if the footage from their body camera makes them out to be heroes, they'll release it immediately because that's what they did right here. Apparently, Louisville Metro Police Department, which is corrupt as fuck, that's the police department that shot Breonna Taylor. Apparently, they're going to stop a kidnapping. One more in the car. One more subject in the car. Open the passenger door! 
passenger door! Driver or passenger? Hello. Now, I'm going to go ahead and assume that this is like, when they say kidnapping, it was from like a family member or something was trying to take the child, as opposed to just like a rando grabbing her. Let's see if we can get the details. Authorities say a Kentucky girl who was snatched from her bicycle by a stranger was found quickly, returned to her family, and a suspect was charged with kidnapping thanks to the quick actions of neighbors and police. Okay. I was just, I was assuming that based on that, like, it was a car sitting in the driveway. Louisville Police Department spokesperson told news outlets that neighbors who witnessed the girl get taken from her Louisville neighborhood on July 2nd quickly called 911 with a detailed description of the vehicle and a, par- a partial license plate number. Police say officers responded immediately and saturated the area. Within 30 minutes, police say Sergeant Joe Keeling was able to stop the suspect vehicle and waited for backup to arrive. Police say Officer Jason Burba then rescued the six-year-old girl from the vehicle as the suspect, 40-year-old Robbie Wilt, was being apprehended. Wilt has been charged with kidnapping a minor and has pleaded not guilty. Police department shared a body camera footage from the officer who found the girl on its YouTube channel, because of course they did. Hey, this was the apprehension of the suspect. That's probably going to be it. 310, I just had one turn on grass and I'll get caught up to it. So apparently it was just a drive-by abduction, and I was wrong. William John Paul is what he said it was showing. Alright, I got it. 234, William John Paul. You see your hands? Okay, what's your exact location? Hands! Put your hands in the air. Stay right there. Stay right there. 10,602 Grafton Hall. Keep your hands in the air. Turn around back towards me. Turn around and back towards me. Keep walking back. Keep walking back. Keep walking back. Well, at least the cops did something good in this instance. Keep walking back. Get on your knees. Get on your knees. Stay right there. Highly unusual, especially for the Louisville Metro Police Department. So, of course, they want to put this video out and, and promote themselves as heroes after all the bad press they've gotten. We did a story where they had a murder suspect in custody. Everyone tried to clear the dude and tell them they had the wrong guy. Another person had to go and get the like security footage from across the street to exonerate him to get them to let him go. Because... LMPD thought they had their suspect. Their uh, Explorer program was found to be raping kids. And they covered it up. They murdered Breonna Taylor on top of, like, several rape allegations. That department is corrupt as fuck. All right, here's the story I have been waiting for. Shirtless man arrested after starting fire... At, Broy- at Boyle Heights Church, jumping from roof to roof, he was dubbed on Twitter, Crackhead Spider-Man. 
More about this bizarre scene. This is in Boyle Heights. You see that man? He led police on a rooftop chase last night after climbing the bell tower of a historic church. And officers say he set that cross on fire. The man shirtless wearing only his... That's metal as fuck! ...walking back and forth on the church. Or I guess it could be kind of, uh, you know, racist, Finally get him depending down. on how you look at it. Witnesses reporter Tony Cabrera live in the newsroom with more and just what's shocking video. And I can only imagine what the reaction is from the community here, Tony. Exactly. John Brandy, this wild scene unfolded last night. The reaction from Twitter was like total support. ...captured it all from their windows. Now, this was the moment the man appeared to injure himself after jumping onto the roof of a nearby home. Police were called to the church last night after the man climbed the bell tower and set the cross on fire. Fortunately, the flames appeared to burn out without threatening the rest of the structure. He then jumped from roof to roof, appearing to hurt Oh, shit. Air 7 HD even caught him dangling from power lines here as he moved from home to home. Unbelievable. He's got one sock on! apartment units and that's when police moved in neighbors came outside to see the chaos unfold he went across and he was trying to take off the cross of in the front of the building and see do they look scared like she's laughing about it try to leave and he almost slipped i think it's crazy i've never seen anything happen like this and i've lived here my whole life <laughs> i love it inside the apartment he entered was forced to run outside Officers were able to take him into custody after he did this for nearly two hours. Now, the man was transported to a hospital to be treated for his injuries. Neighbors say there's a homeless and mental health issue in the area. They hope the city takes action for their safety. Yeah, he's playing some real-life Assassin's Creed. number of new COVID cases is small compared to what we were... I... Crackhead Spider-Man. I will donate to his bail fund. Also, okay, so I wandered onto a Catholic news site last night, which was, you know, bemoaning the vandalism of churches and the burning of churches. And it seemed like no one in the comments was aware that the Catholic Church was found committing mass genocide. That astounded me that everyone in the fucking comments seemed just completely oblivious to that fact. Because, you know, I reminded them like, hey, you know, people are pretty upset about the church because it's an organized pedophile ring that's been committing mass genocide. And they're like, what? I hadn't heard anything about that. Move on down to Georgia. A lift and electric saw was used to damage a Confederate monument. To bring down a Confederate statue. For years, that monument has been the center of controversy for some residents who want it removed. The monument is located in the heart of Tuskegee's town square. It honors Confederate soldiers from Macon County. Tonight, WSFA 12 News reporter Brady Talbot shows us why a well-known politician, Johnny Ford, decided to take the... He said it right. It honors... That's what statues do. They honor people. Why people are against Confederate monuments. We don't honor those people. Because they were shit. This matter into his own hands. What? 
What would Sherman think? After he burned fucking Atlanta down, you got a fucking statue? The Confederates up? What the fuck? Assault was buzzing as an unidentified man on a lift cut the statue. This cell phone video shows the moments before police arrived. It's not right. It's against the law, and I stopped them from doing it. Just behind me, police. No, 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 no. Just, just because something is against the law doesn't mean that it's moral or just. Doesn't mean that it isn't moral or just. Sometimes uh, things that are against the law are just and right. But I want you to take a look at this. If you look at the left leg of this Confederate monument, right around the ankle area, you're going to see it's been slashed. Bacon County Sheriff Andre Brunson pulled up to the square to find... Didn't go far enough. ...mayor and current councilman Johnny Ford as one of the faces behind the blade. Ford admits to it. No, I wasn't involved. I'm the one that organized it. I am the one who is carrying out this action. The monument sits on public property, land that was once for whites only. Brunson says right after arriving, he put an end to the wreckage. I'm not going to let anybody break the law. It don't matter who it is. You know, I like I say, I understand the people. I understand, you know, them being upset about the statue. I understand all of that, but definitely, you know, there's a right way to do things, and that's not the right way. The sheriff tells us charges will be filed for individuals. No, that was the right way. Including Ford. The councilman says it was worth it. I'm prepared to do whatever is necessary to go to jail. Good on you. To die if necessary, whatever. Ford says the original plan was to chop both legs, but he believes one is enough. Now he's on one leg, so he's got to come down now because it's a danger. And so the statue stands with one leg supporting it. Brady Talbert, WSFA 12 News. That statue is owned by the United Daughters of the Confederacy. We've reached- Of course it is! not heard back. Well, speaking today on First at Four, we asked Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall about whether or not that is a violation of the newly passed Alabama Memorial Preservation Act. That's the law that prohibits the relocation removal. Wait, I thought, I thought we were I thought we were in Georgia. Am I off? Oh, it's Tuskegee, Alabama. I thought it was I was off. I thought they said Macon County is in Macon County, Georgia. That's why I was confused of certain historical monuments or buildings, specifically those that have been on public property for 40 years or more. What was described earlier to me was not so much a violation of the This dude is a criminal. The Alabama AG is corrupt as fuck. Monument act, but a criminal act. Somebody that has damaged uh, property of another, uh, that's no different than any other crime and in fact should be prosecuted just the same as it would be in any other, any other court. By the way, a violation of that Memorial Act is punishable by a $25,000 fine. That law is often cited when there are calls to remove Confederate statues around the Yes, the Confederate statue here in my city, we have raised the money to fucking pay the fine, and they still won't get it the fuck out. But hey, we're we're still paying a, a fucking cop that's been convicted of murder, too, so... Not like my city's very smart. All right, remember back in the spring when we had all those memes about the cargo ship that got stuck in the Suez Canal? After a uh, three-month docking, 
It has finally set sail again. This is what, the Ever Given? Was that the name of it? Yeah. Those memes were what brought this country together. Brought the world together. I miss those memes. <laughs> Here you go, video of the Ever Given. Alright, so this guy has an OnlyFans. I believe it's a gay OnlyFans. He was asked what his mom thinks about his OnlyFans. Your mom think of you being an accountant. I bet she's proud. Well, we'll have to ask her, won't we? Right, so mom. Yeah. You know how I am a special accountant? Yes. Yes. What are your thoughts about it? Are you proud of me? Proud. proud. Of course I'm proud. I, I'm your number one fan. <laughs> <laughs> I always have been, you know that. But, um, I made that deal. <laughs> <laughs> and? I want a percentage. Yeah? What did you get? Driving lesson. Driving lesson. <laughs> in, in case you couldn't tell what she said, I believe it was, I made that D. Might have been made that dick, but I think she said, I made that D. <laughs> And? I want a percentage. Yeah? What did you get? Driving lessons. Driving lessons. Big TV. So, Mum, is it fair to say I have your support? It's a free will. Free Willy! Free Willy! Damn, he's got some pretty eyes. No wonder he's making bank on fucking OnlyFans. You ever seen the movie Birds? The Alfred Hitchcock classic where apparently he tortured the lead actress by throwing live birds at her constantly. This is like that, only with bugs. Oh shit, we got a Smokey. Dude, neither have I. I don't even know what kind of bugs these are. She, yeah, his his mom was uh, like, I'd subscribe to her only. I would subscribe to both of them. Make it a package deal. The heavy flamer. Yeah, kill it with fire would be my first uh, thought, but that is a gas station. <laughs> I have no clue what caused this. I don't know if we're we're gonna get the. It's a Daily Mail, so it's just a clickbaity thing. I don't think we're actually gonna get the details. Is the kid playing in the bugs, or is he just kind of like ah? <laughs> it's an okay sacrifice. Yeah, there's there's no details to it. It's just one of those shocking videos. So, that's your animal video for the night. That's what you get. You get bugs. Oh, I'm sorry. You wanted something cute, didn't you? Hey, stop fucking with my keyboard, dude. Fucking Smokey's trying to type shit. He, oh, motherfucker. 
He he fucked my notes up there. All right. Can't leave you with bugs, so let me leave you with bears. Here is a mama bear and some cubs playing in the backyard in Asheville. Look how cute. We babies. Look at that adorable little thing. Like Mama smacked it on the head, though. Aww. It's North Carolina, so I'm glad somebody didn't, like, come out with a shotgun and try to run them off or something. That would have greatly upset me. Um, I'm... Killer Bear. I mean, it's a brown bear, so... Or black bear. I... You don't want to fuck with it, but I mean... Also, you know, doesn't look like it's bothering anybody. It's just playing with his babies. Looking all cute. <laughs> I For some reason, it really likes that uh, inflatable pool. It was trying to pull the pool inside of the playhouse. I don't think that's the way it works. All right. If you're watching on Twitch, I'm going to send you over to my new friends. Uh, poly people. They are talking politics, and we're going to hang out with them for a little bit. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. Sparkles is feeling better. I don't know if she's going to join me tomorrow. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? But go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freegan. We will see you tomorrow night on the Troll Patrol live. <laughs>